for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome everyone to a special collaboration edition of Blue Collar Elk Hunting. On today's show, I sit down with my friend Guy Duplanche during one of his Western Contours recordings at the Western Hunt Fest for a live on the spot and in-depth discussion on elk diaphragms and all the options on the market today, what we like and why, as well as different perspectives on purpose and use. Y'all, not only is Guy the producer of the Western Contours podcast, but he's also an Elk Bros coach, contributing member of our Elk Bros success squad, and owner of Western Flies, making incredible pack covers and bino covers that you can depend on. And even more importantly, Guy's just a great person and a great friend. You can find more of Guy's Western Contours content on the Carbon TV Network. Y'all, enjoy the episode. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting, brought to you by com, with your host, elk hunting coach Joe Gillette. You want to hunt elk? They live to hunt elk. Their goal is to share with you what they have learned grinding it out for over 35 seasons, doing what they love. So come on into camp and set a spell. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunters. Decisions, decisions. <laughs> I don't know that there's any, there's no bad call, right? This is the only thing I can't do. But this thing, if, if you try to go, I mean, it's, you just gotta be light. I mean, it's that light. Light, light. Uh, that's how this one. Actually that. Which is it? Is that uh, that latex too? That's mm-hmm. that prof, mm-hmm. and that sucker is like 
damn near no contact. Decisions, decisions. So, all right, we're, we're on record. Um, my brother Joe Gilly is sitting across the table from me. We had a slumber party last night after dinner. <laughs> Woke up this morning, Joe's counting a bunch of money, so I'm not sure what happened after I went to bed. I was the back spoon. <laughs> Hopefully I, that money was left on my nightstand then. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so we're sitting here and... Uh, I don't know. We have 40. <laughs> I don't know. On your side, you're 40 different diaphragms, yeah. right? And and that's the funny thing about it, right? I mean, we could run through just about every every size of frame. We got latexes from one thousandth, I think that is, on this to four or five thousand so shoot the mess about diaphragm diaphragm makeup and really like I was saying I don't think there's a I don't think there's a bad diaphragm out there no I haven't ain't yeah. found one yet really you know there's some preference but, and, and that's that's the one thing like I try to tell people too sometimes getting calls from different makers like okay so listen I'm going to give you one here and, you, and just a cow call listen to this now switching over to another maker you hear that just a little bit different pitch now this is like uh, this is one of ours here one of our signature ones and it's actually one of our thin thin We're doing those half and count. You definitely hear the difference across the board on those mm-hmm. things. You know? Go back to those two with the two. What's that? Go back to the two. I think you had the, the grinder. Mm-hmm. The grinder and maybe it was the slayer. Oh. Uh-huh. Can you oh no, it was the Carlton I thought. What those for on cow the calls? No, on the two. On the two? Yeah, for the bugle so they can mm-hmm. hear that while we're so you have that's on a on a grinder and and I didn't I didn't do the cow listen to the cow call on the grinder listen to the bottom on it you hear that real bottom on it right so yeah we had the the bugle let me do that again Going over to a Slayer, and I'm I'm real impressed with this. Yeah. I mean, in fact, I haven't had a call, man. So we've done the grinder, we've done the Carlton. And I think that's the Carlton. That's the Carlton. Uh, the, the blue on that. I think no, that's green. the yeah, that's the two thousand. Okay, and then Slayer. This is the two hundred. So you're getting that real high pitch screechy up there. And you know, it's funny because Buddy Mark over at Carlton, uh, give you away one of his secrets, man. He says that the higher and the pitchier it is, he feels like that really catches attention. But what I like about this though is 
if I'm putting on a scenario, I honestly lay diaphragms on my leg. And what I'll do is I'll do like the herd bull with some cows and I'll just stick with that one diaphragm. And then, so if I'm like doing something like this. I'll do something with like that. Then you're going to bring in that other bull. And I can actually listen to that third one. You hear the different pitches on them, right? So, the, And that's why I want you to hear just that different tone on each one of them. And what I would generally do when I'm doing that is those guys that are out there, I do more of kind of a location or advertising type bugle, right? When they're doing that, just trying to say, you know, oh, I'm over here, right? And so... It, it's, so you brought up something, right? We'll get into as much as we can in the time we have here at Huntfest. But the, like, I think it was Dirk. I opened up my bow quiver uh-huh. in, in front of him. I think it was an ex, at Expo in Utah. And he says, like a packet of Skittles or something like that, <laughs> yeah, right? And it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But there's a necessity. And, and I see it a lot, right? As people get comfortable with one diaphragm. Mm-hmm. And then really, in my opinion, it limits the amount of range and the amount of language they can speak, right? And showing that diversity because it's just the one diaphragm. Um, well, so and the reason I'm saying this is that elk recognize voices, mm-hmm. right? Just like your voice and my voice are totally two different things on this podcast right now, right? Elk hear voices. So... If I've been working a bull and and I did something that bored him or he starts to walk off, well, if I start to use that same one, I don't care what I'm going to do. He's already done with me. But if I've been doing this, with that tone, and instead I wait, I move, I go to a different direction, and I'm... You hear that different tone. So now I have different voice. Introduce a new animal. Yeah, put a new animal into the into the equation out there, and and probably I would I wouldn't be starting out like that. I wouldn't be going to those type of views. I'm just trying to show tone right now. But you can change the voice. Now the other thing you want to change is I have a natural rhythm. It's my Joe Collar rhythm. You can actually hear it when I call. I have that right in. That's a rhythm. Uh, I might even want to change that to. So I might change that total rhythm up to give that critter a different feel. So that's something to think about too. And I don't think most people think about it. They're always wanting to, you know, just scream that same thing, that same pattern all the time. Well, you've got. You got long location bugles, then you got shorter roundup or challenge or display or anything like that, right? Yeah, display bugle can be longer too. Like it can be a longer lip ball that's really displaying for the bulls that are out there, or it can be that shorter lip ball that's displaying for the cows right there, right? So they're, all of that means something. So when we talk about diaphragms and Uh less call, right? Okay. So you got small, medium, large frames, right. and I'm not going to even begin to try and decipher palettes and, and palette 
height, if you will, yeah. flatness, arch, yeah. right? It, it, it runs the gamut. But with all the offerings, I mean, there's something for everybody. And I think there's a multitude of somethings across all the calls, right? So in front of me, this is like, this is coming out of my stuff. I got Wapiti River, Phelps, Native, Mile High Note, and then we went and we got the Elk Rose Grinder, um, and we went and stole uh, a couple of Slayer calls off of the, the table <laughs> when no one was looking. No, I went and talked about it. <laughs> um, but there's there's so much out there, dude. There's not a bad call, right? And yeah. I think, and I'm and I'm subject to it too, right? I mean, with Phelps calls, I've been using Phelps calls since I started elk hunting, and that's been my go-to, yeah. right? And and I got you know that's the packet of Skittles. There's a Jason, there's the Charlie Smith is my favorite. You got the Maverick, but then you got the Pitch Black series. Pitch right Black, one and two, yeah. One, two, and three. Actually, I don't use the, the one much, but I keep it yeah. just if I want to get and, super And I don't use the three much. I'm pretty much a two person in that. But uh, but the thing is, is like you take a look at the calls and how they're made. So basically, everybody's almost everybody's having the same frame. Now you go to Mark and Carlton. He's just created his new his new V frames, man. That are totally different. And Mark is just like so much finesse on latex. Yes. Right. But so I, I think that's where it comes from. Is I think just about all these can be comfortable in your mouth, and it comes down to latex and stretch. So. Those companies are going to do different latex, different stretch, and there's different types of latex. And so that can give you just a different sound, different pitch, different feel. So I think that's one of the things that that I like. Now, when you were talking about, like, large, medium, and small, I think that's really more important when you're starting out. And I would hope that it wouldn't be, but it is. And the reason is, is I think more people kind of struggle early on, right? Yes. So they're actually better being, let's see, under-whipped in their mouth than they over. are over-whipped, Absolutely. right? I would agree. So they're looking for something that is, it could even be smaller than what their palate needs with a light latex, and they're going to be successful, right? And then as positioning, and you mm-hmm. and I talked about that after I got this this medium V3, and I was telling you, you know, that smaller frame, I'm sliding that further back in my right. palate. And, man, some Which of the Which is sounds, strange to me because most people end up with it higher and more forward. Well, yeah. and I, but, see, and that's, I think it's restrictive, right, because, you know, we talk about behind the eye teeth, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, right. I, and, and people, I think we need to explore... Yep. What that versatility from the front to just barely gag reflex and in the back of our, our palate, what that does in terms of our tonal quality and the sounds we're, you know, we're making out and feel. Well, if, if you're, if you're keeping your, if you just take that diaphragm and you pop it straight up in the roof of your mouth in what I call kind of the neutral position there, not the forward position, right around the IT ish, right around there, then you're going to be able to do that's really your cow call sweet spot, and you're still going to be able to bugle like that, right? If you're once you get more finesse and you can run latex better, run calls better, you can start sliding that forward, get a little bit more of an angle on the forward side, and you're going to just—I mean—that's the tip of the tongue bugle type stuff, right? And a lot of guys like that position when they're doing things like lip balling, which I'm not a huge fan of. I don't use 
a whole, whole lot. I think sometimes people go to a lip ball way too soon. <laughs> and it's like just part of the opening repertoire. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they end up doing something like that and and really at the wrong time and psh, animals gone. Man, I've, I've seen that happen. But it's a cool, it sounds cool, it's fun to do. You hear bulls doing it when they're trying to keep their cows around them, you know. So that kind of tells you something about that bull. But... Uh, or you can keep it forward like that just for ease of screaming as well, right? Okay. See, and I can't run the diaphragm that far forward. At, with an angle? Well, you, you haven't tried that? With with the tip of my tongue? Mm-hmm. More of the tip? Yeah. Only the tip. Not, no, no. <laughs> it, it, it freaking tickles my tongue too much. Yeah, you I can't do it. Yeah, it's not going to be only the tip. It's just yeah. going to be... So all it is is that you're using a... A smaller portion, it's still going to cover across the latex. So when you're saying tip, it's not the very tip. It's just enough to cover that width of that latex. Okay? That's about as far as I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. That's about as Yeah, well, and you've got that, that fat man's tongue right yeah, there too, you know what cool. I mean? <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, and, and really, it doesn't, look, Here's the thing, like I was talking about the small, medium, and large, right? Well, anybody that's hunted turkeys, all of those people have been using larges pretty much the whole time, right? And really, here's what I believe is that the more latex you have, so the larger frame that you can run, the more things you can do with that because you have more latex to work with to make different sounds, right? Put some English into it, let's say, right? Um, the, the smaller as you go down, the less latex the more uniform those sounds are going to be. They're going to be the same sound. They're going to be constant. They're going to be consistent, you know, that type of thing. Okay, so that goes back to diversity of calls, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Because uniformity is great. Consistency in sound is almost essential, if not essential. Mm -hmm. But then diversify with, you know, I mean, if you look at at that with the latex versus our boy Travis's, you know what I mean? I mean, that that is a third... Eh, maybe just shy of a third more latex to play with, you know? Well, from a medium frame to a large frame should be about an eighth of an inch, a sixteenth on each side, right? Yeah, because I think you're going from like a 2.5 to a 2.8 generally. What do you speak 2.5, 2.8, what do you mean? Uh, the width of it, it's like... Uh, okay, so when I talk width, I don't talk tape at all. I know, we're talking frame. Yeah, just you're, frame. you're Yeah, go ahead. Inside go ahead. of the frame, right? So... Um, and I always look at the inside of the frame, which is going to affect the outside as well, right? So it's going to be that 16th rate, then it takes it out. And But what I've found is, and that's what's so interesting about what Mark did, and we had a conversation before this ever, his new frames ever came out. I was like, I don't understand why we try to cram a straight edge in across our mouth up there so we just don't get that good fit. And that's where, if you take a look at Mark's frame, he actually has a little curve so that when it goes into the roof of your mouth, it actually curves down on each side to give you a, a better, smoother fit so it's not just digging edge digging in. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing I like about that. But I honestly think, you know, so here I was calling. I was calling on ours, the grinder. You know, I was calling on Mark's medium. And I believe it's hard to tell here. Yeah, I believe the Slayer's a medium, and then you gave me the Phelps, which is a small. Right? So that one there, that Charlie is a, that frame is a small frame. 
and that's and I think those is a standard frame across the diaphragm. Yeah, no, I actually think that's a that's a small frame on that because you know take a look at that medium frame and then take a look at that that one right there. See it? Look, damn, there looks what and what to me. All right, so look at the inside. Don't He's look at the calipers. Look at the inside. Look at the difference in that orange and that purple. Oh yeah, yeah. You see that? Yeah, okay. So, so that's showing you how much latex you have, actually. So you, that's why I say I never consider the tape on the outside. I'm, I'm now. Okay, the only reason you even talk tape is mouth fit and yes. seal, right? Seal is huge because you hear you'll hear guys buzzing off of it or super flat on their sound or they plumb just can't figure yeah, it out. They start hissing, spitting yeah. and stuff like Well look, if you're doing any of that, I'll tell look, I don't care what call you have, cut a V notch on each side of that tape and it's gonna change everything for you. So that's one thing that when I first met Travis, when I first saw his calls, Travis O'Shea, the Wapiti River calls, when I first saw him and I saw that W notch in it, I went Somebody knows diaphragm, right. man. Because he, and the reason he did that was his dad had such a hard time with that gag reflex and getting the right fit that he started notching for his dad and it worked good. And then so for Wapiti, he started putting a W. Well, I just always cut a V notch. So what I would do is I would actually run the diaphragm a little bit in my mouth, look to see where the fold was happening, and I would trim it right there. I'd just cut that V notch into it. And, and that, the tape then becomes to me a non-issue once that happens because once you get the seal. But when you're talking latex, you gotta look at, I mean take a look at mine, look on the inside yeah. of that, the large frame versus that small frame. And, and those, the grinders and the sugars, I think they, I don't know that there's anything that compares to that amount of latex. No. Not, not on the calls you got there, but, but, uh, Native by Carlton runs a, a large frame. Um, you just don't have that, you got, got all medium fire. frames with you. No, I got some as This is a large frame here. I don't, I don't think anyone here is close to what Travis is running mm -hmm. on the Wapiti call in terms of amount of latex. Yeah, the, the, the ones that I ran by Native were that large. Were they that large? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because those large frames are pretty standard. Medium frames are pretty standard. Small frames. It's are still standard. smaller than Travis. Still has them. Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe a hair. Yeah. yeah, he still does. Yeah, maybe a hair on that. That's that's one of the things, and and, and for me, it made it a little. It made it harder to use that diaphragm. Remember, I struggled with it last year. So let me tell you why, though, bro. Is that most people when they most people are going to buy a medium frame right most people are going to buy a medium frame that's pretty much the default frames that are out there you think people are looking i think we're looking at latex i think we're looking at colors until we get yes, some knowledge absolutely I, I, no no i i don't think they're buying mediums because they're choosing mediums right i think they're buying mediums because that's what's mostly on the market right. because the medium is the one that's going to fit just about everybody even if their palette's a little bigger it's going to fit, but it's just going to be a little higher up in, which is going to shift a little bit forward unless you know what to do with it. Okay? So since that happens that way, so my palette, for example, if I run a medium, it's going to run it really, really high. It's going to run a little bit forward, which means i got to reach a little farther with the tongue. I get that muscle memory doing that, and I'm kind of reaching up 
which is creating a little bit more pressure doing that, right? And uh, so now let me go ahead and put a, a, a wide frame in. Well, that wide frame, because of its width, is going to run lower. If I try to run it forward, it's not going to happen because of its width. Our, our palette is smaller to the front, gets wider as it goes back. So I've got to put it back to my eye teeth, and then I just don't need to reach up as much as much, or put as much pressure. That was the biggest thing for me because it was the height of the dome, mm-hmm. and I was used to reaching up from what I was using before, right? So... Now the latex is sitting lower, mm-hmm. and I'm still, you know what I mean, just in right. muscle memory, right? And I was yep. like, God dang it, God dang it! And I could, it was just like I couldn't figure it out. And then it went, it was going to that light latex, and then dropping it further back. And I was like, Oh, that feels like the grinder mm-hmm. when I put it in my mouth. And the only difference is the frame. The dome is taller. This thing I run in the back of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sitting in the back of my mouth like that to where. My tongue is coming up. There's, I mean, zero to no tongue pressure on those two diaphragms now. Yeah. I mean, like, none, none. Right. You know? And, oh. and actually, that's a good thing because your calls are going to last longer. Your latex is going to last longer because you're not putting all that pressure on yeah. it. Look at Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah. Well, actually, let me see that again. Do that again. So, so what he's doing is he's actually putting in. Yeah, and it's funny because people don't realize most of us run a diaphragm a little crooked in our mouth, just naturally. I don't know why it is. It'll be just a little bit. Well, it's of an all angle. it's all the shape of that yeah. of that freaking uh, that palate, man. I mean, if you, that's the thing that's crazy, and I, I think that was that's part of the conversation, right? Is, is getting and and saying and it's kind of hard because diaphragms ain't cheap, right? I mean, no. talking six ninety nine at the mm-hmm. low end to thirteen, fourteen, fifteen dollars at yep. the high end. Yep. So it's not it's not cost effective for folks to go and just buy and try and buy and try. Yeah. But I really want people to start thinking about why they're buying. What size frame is this? Okay, I used this diaphragm and I wasn't very efficient on it, or I didn't sound good to myself on it. So let me look at something different. What was the latex on it, right? Yeah. And really start examining the anatomy of the diaphragm, if you will. And what I would tell those guys that are doing that, that are buying and trying like that, is after you try, you determine that that one's like, oh man, I I'm like, I'm not going to use this. Do not put, save it. Yes. Put it in your fridge because here. I'm running right now, I'm running a large, medium, and small. You just heard me calling on those, right? Because once you learn to run a call, you can run a call. You can run all of them. Yes. Now, how are you with this? No dome. Okay, so that's the original calls. To me, that's like when I see that, I see, you know, Wayne Carlton's first calls. I see, you know, Jones' first calls. I see... Quaker Boys first call. I see all of that when I see those. Um, I haven't run one in a long time because I like the 
<laughs> the ease, man. Yeah. Because I don't have to worry about that space between the roof of my mouth and and my latex, you know, because that dome does that work for me, right? right? But then you hear people that can absolutely sing. Oh, sure. On. Well, not only that, people don't realize that some people's palates right. create better back pressure than others. You know, that create better sound than others. You know, some people, but, you know, here we're talking about all of this, you know, as far as that goes, but out in the Elkwoods, <laughs> it's not that, you know, the nuances like that are more to me about pitch levels on the different ones than it is about worrying about, you know, the call that you're putting out there as far as, you know, you're going, oh, that doesn't sound like this person, or that right. doesn't sound like that person. Right. You want it to sound like elk, yes. right? And so you don't have to sound like a person doing something. I have never called ever on a professional stage. Never. Never been a calling competition. You ain't the only one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but they're fun. I just have no. You know what I mean? Like it's like my my desire is to talk to those animals. Yeah. So I'm on a different stage as far as I'm concerned, you know, and, and, you know, all of that to me is about, it's chasing a different thing, right? And, but that's just my own personal opinion. That's just how I feel about it. I, I like being out there and convincing a critter that I'm one of them. So the guys that, I mean, and I mean, you have, you know, you look at, uh, you look at Tony, Jermaine, those guys that, that are in those comps. Yep. I mean, they're, they're good to excellent college, great to excellent college, right? And they get in the woods and they're able to hold their composure. So I think that there's some benefit to it, right? That lead up to competition, that practice for competition, that refinement for competition and understanding not just the call, but the language, right? The linguistics. I think, because you listen to them dudes, if they'll film, you know, put something on Instagram or something Mm -hmm. and you're like, Hot damn, son! That is beautiful serenade. Yeah. You know? but, so there's but what's, some benefits. What's to it. interesting is a lot of those calls that they use, they don't use out in the woods. You know, I would say probably it's it, it's you know Jermaine has his go to repertoire. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you watch him where he's hunting, mm-hmm. it's it's like you know you hear it. I don't even have to see it, and I know it's Jermaine, yeah. and he's on the mountain call. He has he, he has the most. I don't. It's kind of like. Man, it's like a cloud cause, soft as a cloud, man. And I don't mean soft and quiet. I mean, he's just so smooth and pure with that call when it comes out. And it's just, he calls patiently. I mean, even his bugles have a patience to them that a lot of people don't have. It's just so smooth, man. It's but that goes back to what you said earlier, right? As, as you said, your rhythm, to me, mm-hmm. that's more of cadence yeah. as we go through it, right? Because we establish that cadence. I mean, you, you establish a cadence in your draw cycle to your shot in archery. But then I've noticed that cadence will follow through if you're working cow calls, mm-hmm. if you're working that view. That cadence is it's it's almost standard to the individual. Yeah, it know? is. And, I mean, like Travis is the same way. He's a lot like um, Jermaine in that he's real, real smooth with his calls. He's almost... Uh, He's not a real pressure guy. I mean, you'll hear some guy real aggressive on a diaphragm, and you'll hear some guys that are just friggin' chocolate on a man that's just just coming across nice and smooth with their calls coming out. So. What did Keith say to Travis on the on that live episode we did? He's out there making 
trying to make love to him or something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> and then Travis is like, hey, I'm just a patient caller. Yeah. Right? And it makes sense to his cadence. Mm-hmm. Right? He's in no rush to go get it done. Right. He knows he's going to get it done. I'm going to be a patient caller, and I'm going to let them talk back to me or tell me what they want. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I think that's, you know, that's huge. But, you know, the, the stage calling stuff, uh, I think those guys probably end up on the diaphragm a lot more than the guys calling in September. So I think that's where some of that sweetness comes from, is just that oh, repetition oh yeah. Oh, yeah. in that. But then you watch them, okay, so going back to the having diversity in your tools, mm-hmm. right, more tools in the toolbox type thing, you get up on watch them on stage, and they're flipping three, four, five diaphragms, yep. right? Uh, and, 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 and let externals. me tell you how many diaphragms they went through to pick to those get three that. or four or yeah, five. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, because they're wanting something that's going to give the sound that they want, that they feel the judges are going to, to score yeah. best, right? And not only that, and here's what I appreciate about the stage stuff is that those guys can't afford to go up and blow a bad call. It's just like out in the woods when you're going to pop, you know, that cow call out there. You don't want to. You, you, you don't want to be. Popping. Well, we all, we've all done it. <laughs> you don't want to be popping the wrong one like that, you know. You hit that call and you got somebody with you and you're like, and it's like, oh. <laughs> but, but one of the reasons, like, you talk about your skittles. Well, what I'll do actually though is, like, I have my all around right. I want something that I don't have to change up to. So that's what my grinder is to me, right? I can scream with it, I can cow call with it, I can cow call with it. But what I do is I make sure that I have three of my grinders that have been, let's say, broken, air quote broken, right, right? to where I feel like they're at the spot that I like them. So I'm calling with one. As soon as I feel like it's starting to get warm or wet, I'm putting it back in my my reed quiver and I'm pulling out another one so that I'm keeping them fresh and it helps their life and I think it helps me stay smoother in the game with my calls, right? Man, rabbit holes and tangents. I don't know how I feel about the, the break-in period, right? I see more detriment of having one in your mouth all day long and it getting super soggy and slobbery mm-hmm. than I do pulling one out the pack, dropping it in and just going to town. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's going to town on, and I'm not a, I'm not a bridge runner, so, uh, I mean, just, you know, getting on it and making, and making music. Well, the only thing is though, is, and what I mean by that break-in period, when, when you work that latex a little bit, you soften it up just a little bit, right? Well, what that does is let you allow lower volume because when it's a little bit stiffer, you got to actually give it more air, a little bit more, you know, to get that sound that you want out there. So that means you're giving more volume, and sometimes I don't want that out there. Sometimes I want to be able to get settle that rest. Yeah, because me... I'm more of a low vocal type person and, and, and using, and when I say cow calls, here's what's interesting. I always hear people say cow calls aren't good early season because bulls aren't really interested in cows, right? Well, actually bulls mew and that same mew that you're using will bring in bulls for not because they're after a cow, but because they're still checking pecking order and buddied up with other bulls and want to check it out. I can absolutely use, and I call them bow calls instead of cow calls, but they're mews, man, you know? 
So I do a lot of cow call types. Joe identifies as a cow in a bull. That's one of them. That's one of them new fancy things. Yeah, you, you hadn't heard that one. That's my new pronoun. Bow call. Man. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just you know with with all the makeup of diaphragms and you know me, man. I'll, some of these things are probably three years old when you come into this pile. And they'll sit in the fridge or sit in a cool spot so I could always play with them. But you, let me tell you, what's, what's funny about that, though, dude, is uh, when when I first started calling, I'm buying Primo's off of Walmart, off the of wall. I'm tuning them because they had that square palette plate that would go up and down. So you could actually kind of tune them to what you wanted to do. One, if you wanted more bugling power if you wanted more cow call sweeter just how you tune that palette plate and those things were at the time three four dollars right that you're getting off there but other people were selling these calls for five to eight dollars well i'm being effective with that three four dollar one so that's the only one i'm pick i'm not really trying other stuff right and you're kind of in a special place and now I am because there's people that like here try these calls right Right. and and so now I have like an abundance of calls and now what I have found is that like you said earlier you can't really find a bad call so now it comes down to what is the purpose of what you're doing you know me I, I do a lot of scenario stuff so I'm wanting different calls so that I can give different voices that's that's the main reason. when I talked to Mark I believe it was a medicine bottle and a condom yeah, was, yeah was the first one Wayne's first one Michael Batiste told me a condom and like a raisin box or some crap like that right yeah I mean guys are killing bulls yeah on but remember when those were happening, the bulls had never heard other people Understood. reproducing. Right. Yeah. Understood. It's like yeah. the Gucci Mama phenomenon, right? Yeah. Um, and that'll probably cycle back around on us at some part, at some <laughs> point. But it just, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to get wrapped up in it. Now, if you're a fanatic, um, getting wrapped up in it is not a problem. And I love sitting there tinkering and messing with calls and trying to understand with the latex. But when you and I had this conversation, I started talking about it with Mark, and I think we started talking something else and I never brought it back around the only thing that I wish I would then you know when we start talking about seal right now if you have a a guy that's call it a small or you know I, we say guys all the time if you know my wife if women wanted to call and they got a smaller palette and you got a small frame we need to look at tape size right right and and for me on that medium frame when I drop it back the gaff tape on that is way better than like the call armor, but I love I I love the call armor. Last season, I really kind of fell in love with it because I could walk around stuffing my cheek, and then I don't get any degradation. Yeah, yeah, you didn't armor. end up with uh, you know with the tape leak and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the tape leak. That's a yeah. That'll make you want to chuck it. Yeah, the glue that pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I'm so used to that flavor. <laughs> You know, that, that glue, that glue flavor. flavor, yeah. Like the end of September, when you when you're done with them, you're like, huh. But I really appreciated the call armor. Now the only thing with that medium frame, with that call armor, because I'm dropping it back mm-hmm. because that it's producing certain sounds there. The call armor is a little bit rough to get used to. And that the call armor for folks that are listening is uh, natives kind of proprietary uh, tape on their 
diaphragm pulse. You'll be able to tell it because it has the most beautiful graphics you've ever, ever yeah. seen on it. And it takes a minute to get used to it. Um, you just got to let it warm in your mouth. That's well, all it is. It sits in there, man, and then it's just sweet. You could leave it in. I remember, I think that was in 20, 2018, 2019, I met Wayne and... I think it was like a ripping or something like that, and I could not freaking, I couldn't figure it out, you know. Um, but no, that tape is awesome. But I wish they, you know, we looked at the tape as well for that seal. But like Joe was saying, you know, you can notch that. Um, but anywho, the diversity in just trying as much as you can and understanding what we're buying and why we're buying it and what the different latexes are doing and why. Um, you know, the thickness of latex, the stretch on latex, it all matters. Three I mean, years ago, I sent an email, before I knew Mark, I sent an email to him that says, dude, I love the way your calls sound, but this tape and this, you know, at that time he had that one metal bridge, bar up on right. top of it, right? The metal bar didn't bother me as much as the tape did, and I said, and and I was like, and, and he had large frames. And being somebody that you just start falling into things because that's what you've done instead of exploring. I was like, are you ever going to make these in a medium and change your tape? You know, because I love the sound, right? Well, he heard a lot of that. And I think that's why I made changes. But what's interesting is since he's made the change where people have the choice, it's still 50-50. People are still buying armor tape as compared in, so and have. when he gave me the ones to run because we're trying to decide what we're going to build for elk bros with him i'm like dude i don't know man i might have to go gap and armor yeah because, i think you gotta go both yeah i really do because yeah. i'm thinking about talking to him about this for me um these are the ones he you know custom custom for me mm-hmm. and i think i like them that much yeah um but i think i would do the same thing as go 50 50 on them mm-hmm. i thought i had a gaff tape one too I, yeah, I have some here that's what i was that's actually his gaff tape right there no no i thought i had a gaff tape in this version oh really okay. yeah he made one of them um and i man i i love latex <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just really yeah. sweet sound, and 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 I, like I said, I don't. When it comes to latex, I don't think there's any. Well, I can't say that, man, because I know some. How many passionate? I know how passionate Travis is about the calls that he makes. I mean, this guy sits in his house making every call that you buy from them he's making them man i mean we we tease him and call it the dungeon he's down in the dungeon you know stamping these out but man mark is working calls and he has one in his mouth the whole time he's doing it you know and he's just he's he's so um critical of himself right you know he's so self-critical about Wait, how these things are that's the funny thing with with him is you know talking to him even before we record he's like i just want the bad stuff yeah I, yeah tell know, me I, the bad stuff yeah tell me the bad stuff <laughs> yeah. give me out before we do anything we want to know everything bad yeah so it's pretty funny <laughs> but it's uh i mean it's just interesting man the multitude of calls and then you know people just picking one up be it brand loyalty or they like the way it looks right but, you know in, in a nutshell me and joe have been talking about diversity of calls and the versatility in them um 
and really getting and looking at uh, different sizes, different latex. Why those latex? I mean, I think it was, I think it's the Pitch Black series by Phelps. And when I sat down with Jason, right, that, that was, I think they were out. Oh, you just spilled coffee all over yourself. Yeah. Oh, the lid wasn't on. I think they were out for, you know, uh, uh, maybe, maybe a year. And, uh, please. And it's a different latex. It's a, a it's a textured latex that, uh, that he went to on the Pitch Black series. So there's just so much out there. There's so much versatility. Um, but nothing is bad. I can't, I, there ain't a bad call. At least that I, out of the brands that I've tried that I've put in my mouth, man. So let me, is, uh, let me add amazing. something though to this because Thank I know, I, I know we're talking about the difference in the cause and blah, blah, just this and that, you know, but one thing I want to make sure too is you can help yourself a ton by not putting these boogers in your truck on a dashboard, you know, uh, not chewing dip and then throwing one of these in your I mouth. Do that every man. time, every day. That's why you got 40 of them. <laughs> I'm on the mountain with Copenhagen and a call. <laughs> yeah, you're keeping the call makers in business, man. Yeah. I'll go right. Yeah. I mean, alcohol, tobacco, those things tear down latex. I mean, our saliva starts to break it down, but you add other components and you actually break those down a whole lot further. And I would tell other people too, try to become more of a finesse caller with, you know, calm and not so much tongue pressure and just cranking air at it, you know. Um, just really try to tune yourself, I guess is the thing to that, say. Well, you know? Baby steps, right? Start at a calf, work up to a bull. Yeah. And I think you're going to see more interactions in the field if you carry that into the field. Um, oh, dude, you just, what you just said was huge. Because in, <laughs> what most people don't realize is we talk about everybody wants to scream bugles. And then you have cow calling. Everybody, you know, about bringing a bull in with a cow. The calf call is the most underused call and one of the most effective when you're moving in on them because people don't realize that there's a pecking order with bulls but there's a pecking order with cows as well and cows are even more particular about hearing another cow coming into the monks so yeah you get them calf calls going yep and you, you watch some little calves right if you can sit back and you have time to just watch the animals those little calves are walking around and they're just constantly oh yeah and there's just they're they are the true satellites of the entire herd. And they can float. get away with everything. Yes, and they're going to float around everyone, right? The cows, the calves, the bulls, the satellite bulls. So if you can move in and around with that cow, oh, that calf sound, they're, they're going to so accept. Powerful. They're going to accept that calf sound. Before anything else. Yeah, yeah. No threat to it. Yep. Herd mentality is yep. protecting you. Herd mentality. Right? I mean, it, Maternal it, it, instinct. Yeah. You know, and, okay, so there's some people that say a bull... Ah, dang, I put my whistle in that coffee. That a bull will be be attracted to a calf call and because of the breed. I don't, I don't know. And maybe it's just my my dad syndrome and grandpa syndrome that doesn't want to even think like that. But 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 I think bulls come into calf calls because bulls know calves have mamas. Well, and it's it's maternal and paternal instinct. Yeah. Yeah. 
if the bulls and the cows aren't protecting the calf, and the calf can't live, drive yep. predation or whatever it is, then guess what? The herd doesn't do well. Yep, that's exactly right. So I think there's there's probably a plethora of things going on with it, but I don't think we should discount the power of a calf call. And if you get an opportunity to sit and watch a calf and watch how he meanders through the herd, on the outskirt of the herd, and every, I mean, you can, you can whistle and a calf will come running in. Oh, you can whistle and bring a spike in like that too. But you know, the poor spikes are just the opposite. They can't do anything right. Right. You know, because they're they're, they're feeling run off from everybody. Yeah, they're feeling they're feeling it, and yet nobody wants them to play. You know, the bulls don't want them around because they're still a bull. Mm-hmm. You know, the cows don't want them around because they're, they're still a bull. They're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're not a bull they want to breed with, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that's. Yeah, poor things, man. That's why they come running into everything because they just want to belong. I feel for cat, uh, for spikes. You know? No, you don't. You put an arrow in one. <laughs> All right, me and Joe are gonna hit stop. Appreciate it, brother. You bet, man. Eat our uh, breakfast at Chad and RC brought us. Thanks, boys. Talk to you later.